Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about how to fast without starving, the fasting mimicking diet. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys a brief rundown of what fasting is, why it works, and some of the benefits. And later today, we'll be chatting with our expert, the amazing Dr. Joseph Anton. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. All right, all right. Let's talk about fasting. In particular, I want to focus in on intermittent fasting. I've always been really big on fasting. I can't remember exactly the year I started in on it. And I actually really first started fasting for health reasons and then later transitioned to fasting for spiritual reasons. And now it's really become a major part of my life. I consider myself someone who lives a fasted lifestyle. So when I first heard about intermittent fasting and also the research surrounding intermittent fasting in particular and fasting in general, I was really super excited because I really felt like um, it, it was clear that fasting can be a really great contributor to longevity. Intermittent fasting in particular is the practice of consuming your daily calories within a restricted time window. It's not a diet, so it's more of like an eating protocol. The idea is to get the same amount of calories you would normally eat, but within an eating window time. So for example, some people might do 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., which is very moderate, 12-hour window. Or um, more popular is a 9 to 5 p.m. or um, basically an 8-hour eating window and 16 hours of fasting. In our modern age of fad diets and quick nutrition fixes, the practice of fasting actually remains constant as a tried and true discipline that has been scientifically proven to provide health benefits and unleash the supercharged power to heal conditions. It can be very helpful. If going cold turkey on food for days seems way too intense for you, intermittent fasting or just restricting your food intake to a short eating window may actually be a way to get some positive results. So if you're somebody who's like, I can't do a full day, I can't do you know, 48 hours, I can't do a three day, any of that, all of that intimidates you. You can actually start with just restricting your food to a certain window. And, and I always try and tell my clients not to make it super extreme. Don't make it this thing that you know you have to strive really hard to do. Work with your schedule and make it something that actually fits into your lifestyle so that you can actually do it feasibly and it doesn't feel crazy. You know, for me and also for many women over the age of 30, it's a really good idea to not eat super late. So sometimes I just tell my clients just, you know, pick a time in the evening and decide I'm not going to eat after 8 p.m. or I'm not going to eat after 9 p.m. or whatever it is. And then you can also, you know, um, based on your schedule, decide, you know, when is best for you to eat breakfast, etc. One study followed overweight adults with moderate asthma who consumed only 20% of their normal calorie intake on alternate days 
And the subjects who were able to stick to the diet lost 8% of their body weight over an eight-week period, decreased markers of oxidative stress and inflammation, improved asthma-related symptoms, and also improved several quality-of-life indicators. Another study found that intermittent fasting was just as effective as long-term continuous restriction for improving weight loss, insulin sensitivity, and other health biomarkers. Intermittent fasting also improves brain functioning as a lack of eating for 10 to 16 hours starts that flooding of ketones in the body, which have been shown to protect memory and learning functionality as well as slow disease processes in the brain. Going into full-on ketosis, however, does not happen into two to three days into the fasting window with no intake of food. Usually, I think 48 hours, so that would be the, that two days. How do you start intermittent fasting without getting burned out? Well, intermittent fasting takes a lot of discipline and beginners tend to opt out pretty quickly if when it gets tough. And that's usually because, again, they're not choosing a realistic time window. So let's go over some things. I already talked about choosing a moderate eating window. Don't start with anything extreme. Extremes with anything, including diets, can be dangerous or unhelpful. So if you have any blood sugar-related issues such as diabetes, hypoglycemia, glucose intolerance, you may need to fast under the supervision of a physician to be safe. Um, those with GERD may also need supervision to ensure the fasting doesn't aggravate their symptoms. But if you're generally healthy, it's important to choose an eating window that's moderate and manageable. So you could start with 10 to 12 hours or maybe um, go for the eight hours and see how you feel. And, and, and don't be rigid with it. Make sure that you adjust it if you don't feel right on it. The other thing you don't want to do is you don't want to binge on junk food during your feasting period. One of the unhealthy habits some people take on when they start intermittent fasting is they start eating whatever they want during the feasting period, including fast food. <laughs> Remember that even though you're restricting your time window, your body still needs adequate nutrients to thrive long-term. So we tend to forget when we latch on to anything for short-term results, what the repercussions could be years from now but it's really ideal to eat well-balanced meals full of healthy fats, protein, low to moderate amount of complex carbs during your eating window so you don't binge away your overall cardiovascular health. And obviously, you know, the composition of your macros, proteins, carbs, fats also has to do with, you know, what your metabolic type is and what works best for your body. So if you know that, just eat in a way that supports your health. You also want to take a daily multivitamin. Taking your vitamin with one of your meals during your eating window is a simple way to ensure that your body has the baseline nutrients that it needs. It's even more important if you're restricting your calories in any way to ensure that your body is still nutritionally nourished. Again, I don't really believe in restricting calories, not even for weight loss. So I usually am just trying to get people to eat a moderate and healthy amount of calories for their body type of good quality foods within their time window. Make sure that the time window is also not rushed to the point where your body's not going to digest your foods properly. Um, anyway, back to the multivitamin. Ideally, you should take some sort of daily multivitamin. You want it to have a minimum of 2,000 IU of vitamin D. You want it to have a B12 in it, especially if you're a vegan um, or plant-based. And you also, it's a good idea to include an omega-3 fatty acid supplement of some sort. If you are plant-based, you can go for an algae-based omega-3. If you're intermittent fasting, another thing you can do to ensure success is drink adequate amounts of water and liquids uh, that won't break your fast. So hydration is really key to keeping your energy and focus up while fasting. And most people get tired throughout the day anyway and assume they're hungry when nine times out of 10, they're actually thirsty. So try to drink at least half your body weight in fluid ounces of water and keep the glasses of water coming, especially if you feel those hanger bangs coming on. 
Besides water, other things you can drink include things like apple cider vinegar, diluted water, uh, water with a pinch of sea salt or, or juice from the wedge of lemon, coffee, ideally with no creamers or sweeteners. Um, for some of my clients, they do um, dandelion root substitute or dandy blend as their coffee. You could also do certain herbal teas like green tea, um, and, and those will not break your fast. You can also exercise moderately in the beginning. So you can continue exercising while intermittent fasting. It shouldn't be a problem because as your body adjusts, you should be getting in the amount of energy you need to actually perform well while you're exercising as well. So you should be fine. You know, if you feel like, you know, a little weak or something like that, then you might want to adjust how much you're eating and pay attention to, are, am I eating enough? Um, and you can also, you know, slow down in your exercise at the beginning as you try it for the first first two weeks, maybe. And then after a week or two, you should be able to go back to full speed. Keep in mind that there are plenty of people using intermittent fasting to build muscle who do very intense workouts while fasting. So do you figure out what works for you and what's going to work for your body and your energy levels. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our awesome guest for today. So stay tuned. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's Clean Starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and candida and parasites be gone for those who are ready to kick candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. <laughs> the beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jump start on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Evolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. 
this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code rawgirl to receive a discount on your first purchase. Dr. Joseph Anton is CEO and chairman of the board of El Nutra and a member of the Forbes Business Development Council. He's the former CEO of Health Systems Reform, a boutique consultancy aimed at improving public health by reforming health systems, management, and delivery. Prior to that, he was director of health policy at the University of Chicago, editor-in-chief of the Journal of Health Systems and Reform, and head of business development for Ellie, Lilly, and Co., He completed his studies in public policy at Harvard University, in public health at Johns Hopkins University, and his doctorate in medicine and master's in medical and biological sciences at St. Joseph University. Thank you so much, Dr. Anton, for joining me today on Staying Ageless. I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, same here. Thank you very much. And hopefully we're going to change somebody's life today. I know. That would be awesome. Um, So speaking of changing lives, you have a very, very interesting journey, like a career journey. Um, It seems like you started as an MD, you also got into public health, now you're a CEO. For you, I guess, what has been the driving force that has led you to this point in your career? Um, You know, it started... It started personally, I wanted to be a physician to help patients. That was kind of a little bit my uh, my passion. And then when I get more in medicine, I, I felt that I'm, I'm, I'm getting trained to, in in many cases, you know, for the chronic diseases that, that are killing now 90% of us, whether it's cancer, cardiovascular, Alzheimer's, autoimmune, et cetera. I, I found out that we, we don't have real answers in medicine. Um, we were mm-hmm. practicing a little bit more sick care versus health care. So as a physician, I used to see somebody after they're sick. I, um, I wasn't able to, to reverse their health condition. It was just prescribing them multiple pills that they have to take every day in their life. Right. So I figured out this is like, um, it's, it's, it was managing disease rather than treating diseases. And it was meeting people after they're sick. So I felt like a call to go and um, and uh, try to change health policy and public health and through system reform and try to push the healthcare system towards prevention. And this is what I did. I uh, studied at Harvard and Hopkins Health Policy and Public Health and, and went for a career working with governments around the world to push them a little bit more towards prevention and, and founded the Journal of Health Systems and Reform. And then I discovered that Actually, a lot of people know that they should eat healthy. A lot of people know they should stop smoking and then, and then exercise and all of that. But we, are, we make everyday's decision based on everyday's stress and hunger and temptation by marketing of food and, and the availability of one-click Uber Eats at night and all of that. So <laughs> people at the end of the day have to. <laughs> people at the end of the day respond a little bit more to you know, products and temptation and their daily stress and their daily work lives rather than keeping in the back of their mind that I, I should eat and sacrifice healthy every day, for example, to live a little bit longer. So so that, if you're making longevity and healthy aging a matter of today is mm-hmm. what became my passion. And how can I bring a product? How can I bring something that people can consume mm-hmm. and as a product so that they do it today and can help them live healthy long. So this notion of healthy aging, 
um, became center to my to my if you want professional career and um, and one one discussion changed my life actually I was talking to one of the CEOs of the biggest aging institutions research institutions and he was like Joseph I don't believe that how medicine today still treats cancer different than Alzheimer's, different than cardiovascular disease, different than diabetes. I'm like, what do you mean? They're all different. Um, one is in the brain, one is in the heart, one is the... He's like, no, it's just if they were completely independent, you would have a heart attack, say, at age 22, and you have Alzheimer's at age 27, and you have you only get them at later stage of life because you age. And when you age, you use that body, and if you if you misuse it, you're going to, you know, quickly get one of these diseases. It's like driving a car, you know, for hundreds of thousands of miles. And then if there's an issue in the mirror, don't blame the mirror that has genetically or that there's a you know, manufacturing issue with it. It's just you used it so many times. Mm-hmm. And if you use it less or if you take care of it, if you take care of it, if we age in a healthy way, then we're going to actually prevent all of them or at least push their onset for multiple years. And that was a big aha moment in my life is, is if we can find products or intervention to help us age healthier or slower, mm-hmm. then by our biological age would be younger than our chronological age. And therefore, we can prevent or delay the onset of the first chronic disease that's going to hit us. And, right. um, and I started centering all my attention to finding, to finding the next big uh, anti-aging or healthy aging or call it a longevity lifestyle, call it whatever you want to call it. But what is that intervention <laughs> going to slow down our aging? And I, I stumbled across fasting and this is how my new chapter today started. I, I started looking for fasting companies that were the only one that was able to help people fast with food and I met the founder, Walter Longo, and became CEO, and, and here we are. Just to explain how I started as a doctor, went to health policy, and then went to um, you know, nutrition and lifestyle and healthy aging. Super cool. Super cool, yeah. I'm, I'm in the business of actually helping people reverse their health conditions through holistic interventions and through behavioral coaching, because like you uh-huh. said, a lot of people... <laughs> know what to do they just sometimes actually need coaching that actually helps them do what they need to do or get over either subconscious beliefs or programming or just even just brainstorming on how to you know make it happen the reason why i love fasting um i'm a big proponent of fasting it's just such an easy thing to integrate into your life so it can be very practical to some degree um Although for some people, <laughs> not eating is not practical. But um, can you talk a bit about the different types of fasting? And um, if based on the research that you've looked at, if there's any sort of, you know, do you feel like there's a preference? I really do think that, you know, de- depending on what your goal is, the type of fast you're going to do um, is going to be catered. You're going to cater your fasting to reach whatever that goal is, but there's short fast, there's long term yeah. Talk about the difference between them and if there's any better one, depending on what your goal is. No, for sure. Um, and, you know, fasting has, in the span of six years, become the number one diet in, in the U.S. at least, and is now spreading across Europe and, and Asia and everywhere around the world. And um, 
because it works. Um, and there's a lot of science now behind it. And, and it's, um, it's probably the only diet that will never be a fad um, because it's not a diet. It just, it, what we live today is a fad, eating all the time. And, uh, and snacking late at night, etc. What the way our ancestors lived, at least they did what we call circadian fasting, which is, um, you know, we're using all these fancy words today, circadian and fasting. And they just slept early when the sun was down and they woke up and then either they had some food saved for breakfast or they went to seek food. So staying 12 hours without food was like a normal diet for humanity for most of our existence on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And so part of the success of bringing back fasting to the world is actually <clears throat> we are rematching our body with how our body used to eat. We're not bringing something artificial. So in order to help your audience understand the different types of fasting, um, you know, we classify fasting into what we call intermittent fasting, which is any time, a number of hours that you stay without food, for up to two days. Um, and we'll talk about how many types of intermittent fasting there are. And a prolonged fasting is when you fast for over two days. And why that two days cutoff? Um, if you want, the, 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 body can, the body has reserves for times where there's, you know, calorie restriction or no food, like fasting. So the body has three types of reserves. I, um, I compare them to the bank account. So if the fat is your savings account, um, glycogen, which is very easy for the body to tap into, is like your checking account. And the liver also can produce, can, can practice something we call neoglucogenesis. So the liver has some extra, um, let's call it storage, that then can help the body with. And that's like your credit account. So you have three types of extra reserves in your body. And when you're fasting, these reserves come in to save you and to nourish that, to, to put some of the, uh, some nourishment within the blood and to nourish every cell of the body. Now, at day number two is when the body says, look, you know, my bank reserves are really getting very, very low and starts asking the cells to look for intracellular sources of calories. So every cell starts looking after two days into, do I have debris? Do I have organelles I can eat? Uh, can I fix my uh, internal uh, you know, operations? It's like an optimization. So that day two separates intermittent fasting. We're going to talk about all the types of intermittent fasting. And the prolonged fasting, what I want the audience to remember is um, the cells get engaged. And this process is called autophagy, self-eat, the cells self-rejuvenate and this became a big big process and big discovery because it won the Nobel Prize in medicine in 2016 so um, and it's it's part of the miracle of biology you know um, imagine our ancestors walking in nature and you know one day no food today's no food on the third day the body tells the cells hey optimize we're gonna we're gonna protect ourselves and we're gonna be at optimal performance this is why fasting is so transformative after day two or three or four or five, depending. And we'll talk more about how to do it even with food. So I don't want people to feel like, uh, oh, I'm not going to stay five days without food. There are easier way to do this. We're going to talk about science comes in to help. But it's the miracle of biology where fasting optimizes. It's cut the fat, 
cuts the 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 over um, the, the, the the overweight and then optimizes the cells. And this is why when somebody fasts, they tell you, "I feel at my best. I feel like rejuvenated. I feel strong, performance, energy, sleep, and all of that." Um, and this is um, this is why fasting is spreading fast. It works. It works fast, and it optimizes metabolism and cells. Mm. So. If you want to talk about inter- different types of intermittent fasting, which is the most practiced today, so you have something we touch upon, which is circadian fasting. That's the 12 hour following just night and day times. And, and, and it follows the biological clock of the body. You know, we discovered recently that every organ, it's not just the mind that needs to sleep or the, 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 uh, at, at night, but actually every organ has a biological. We all, every part of our body needs to rest. And that's circadian resting, including our digestive system. So we should not be eating in the middle of the night because then part of your body is awake and that disturbs your sleep, your energy the next day in the biological clock. And by the way, the biological clock of the organs won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017. So 2016 and 17 were both fasting-related Nobel Prize-winning uh, discoveries. Um, so the, the 12 hours you follow day and night and Say you eat at 6, 7, 8 p.m. And then the next day you only eat up until 7, 8 or 9 a.m. You're doing your 12 to 14 hours. That's actually a great way to promote healthy longevity. Um, We do study centenarians, people that live 100 and beyond. And we notice that a lot of them do not snack in the middle of the night. And they do respect that circadian fasting. They're, They're early sleepers. They sleep early. They wake up, they eat, and then they go to work. Uh, or, you know, and they, of course, they, they do a lot of walking and, and, and exercise. But when you observe their diet, the circadian fasting 12 to 14 hours is a core part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, the most popular intermittent fasting method today is the 16-8. A lot of people, when, you, when they hear intermittent fasting, they say, oh, I know the 16-8, meaning 16 hours of fasting and, and limiting food ingestion to only eight hours. And, and 16 hours means, you know, not only you're doing the overnight fast of 12 hours, but also you're not eating breakfast and therefore you only eat starting at lunch. And this is how you get to the 16 hours. And why it became so popular? Because 73% of us are overweight um, due to, again, the current fat that we're living, eating all the time and high concentrated calories and et cetera, et cetera. We can talk a lot about it. But a lot of doctors, a lot of nutritionists started you know, promoting the 16-8 because, you know, people need to lose some weight on average. Two-thirds or three-quarters of us need to lose some weight. And it became a very popular way to to maintain healthy metabolism and losing weight. Now, you can go further. Some people do a full day of fasting and and many do it twice a week. It's called the 5-2 diet, meaning twice a week you're you're on a fasting and five days you're on a uh, eating normal some people do it just once. It's called the 6-1. So 5-2 or 6-1. And a lot of cultures do that, actually. You know, a lot of religion, many of the divine religion actually pushed for a couple of days of fasting. I think Christians used to fast on a Wednesday and a Friday. I think the prophet Muhammad used to fast, if I'm not mistaken, also twice a week. And honestly, Buddhism and other religions have a lot of meditation and fasting involved in it. So a lot of the culture of fasting and religious fasting kind of comes from the tradition of doing it twice a week. And the most extreme or the most intense 
intermittent fasting is what we call the alternate day fasting, meaning you fast every other day. And that leads to a lot of weight loss and great metabolic correction, but it, it induces a yo-yo effect where every day it's either you're fast or you're eating. It doesn't put your body in harmony. So we don't recommend you do the alternate fasting. It's, it's a little bit intensive and we're not sure about the long-term impact of it. Although in the short term, it has a, you lose weight quickly and you have a great metabolic improvement. So maybe for people who carry a lot of weight or are pre-diabetic, et cetera, they can embark on it for a little while, but it's not a trend that anyone pushes like for healthy people or for healthy aging. No, is there research that, because I actually haven't seen any, but is there research that differentiates like the effects of different types of fasting on women versus men? Because I do think there is a difference. Um, I have noticed that, especially with women over the eight, like in menopausal phase, intermittent fasting can be very, very helpful, especially if they feel like they're stuck with weight loss and stuff. But I do think that because women go through so many hormonal shifts that Fasting can sometimes affect our bodies differently than men. Yeah, no, for sure. And the studies are nascent. There, there are we don't have any randomized clinical trial showing uh, like you know definitive impacts on, on on gender variety. But there are some happening today. But I okay. talked to a lot of uh, OBs, OBGYNs, and um, uh, physicians and key opinion leaders, and Dr. Felice Gersh actually, which I recommend you interview her. Um, okay. she's, in a, she's a functional medicine obstetric gynecologist, and she studies fasting for women. And she has a lot of practice with the three phases, if you want, of the life cycle in, you know, with women, the childbearing age, because fasting is also a rejuvenative effect, right? So we talk about yes. autophagy and rejuvenation. A lot of the, the young women today are struggling with getting pregnant or fertility, and a lot of it comes from PCOS and getting a little bit of weight that's you know, disbalancing their hormonal shifts. So she helps them there with fasting to improve their fertility chances. And then you have the mid-age where you have the cyclicity and the period is still there. And I think she recommends that actually you fast mainly after the ovulation. Um, right. And, you know, so after the date, you know, 12, 12 to 14, but also you're at risk of breast cancer. And there's uh, there's a lot of research happening today on, on fasting being, you know, supporting breast not not definitive being preventive because in humans it's so difficult to test that on the long term. In mice, we see a lot of impact, but um, but this is where she thinks um, again. I'm, I'm I'm talking about how she uh, she uses fasting and the way she conveyed it to me. And then in menopause, it's a no brainer. Where especially if the woman is not taking the hormone replacement, as you know, after menopause, the cardiovascular risk change for a woman. Yeah. Uh, increase in cholesterol, increase in, in picking up weight and all of that. And intermittent fasting can potentially help there. So right. I haven't seen randomized clinical trials on what I've mentioned today. I know mm -hmm. there are trials happening, but I talked to some key opinion leaders and this is what they relate to me, uh, the okay. answer that I just shared with you and your audience. Okay, that makes sense. And what about people who are concerned about fasting and losing muscle, if they're trying to build muscle, like is muscle wasting a problem um, or is there ways to prevent muscle wasting while fasting? Well, that's that's actually the biggest myth. Uh, it, it's the opposite. And we do have science now showing that fasting protects the muscle. Mm -hmm. You lose, you know, so why this myth is being discussed because every time you diet, right, you, if you lose a lot of weight, you lose muscle. The body goes, whenever you're on any diet, if you don't say you don't exercise and train 
just just cutting calories. When you cut calories and your body is in a deficit, the body goes and tries to get uh, uh, calories from internal sources, right? So muscle, liver, fat, all of it. So almost every diet, again, if you don't exercise, you will lose a little bit of muscle mass with. Actually, what we're seeing, except for fasting, and with, in fasting, this is why a lot of athletes now do fasting, and they do it for two reasons. Uh, the first one, it protects the muscle. So mm-hmm. fasting, if there's one word today, if there's only one word that your audience should remember is that fasting works not just by calorie deficit, but by stress. Right. So it's, it's such a stress on the cells that the, then, then the growth hormone is up and then the muscle is gets protected because it's a muscle booster and there's rejuvenation happening in the muscle. So a lot of the studies showing that you don't lose muscle mass with intermittent fasting. We as a company will talk a little bit further about what we do, but we actually help you fast while you're eating food. And we just finished one randomized clinical trial showing that with the fasting mimicking diet, you're actually protecting when you do three cycles of it, you're protecting mm-hmm. lean body mass. And think cool. about it, it makes sense evolution-wise. You know, we've been on planet Earth for tens of thousands of years. Imagine, you know, 30,000 years ago, you're walking and, and, and it's wintertime and there's no food and your body is fasting. So right. if you lose lean body mass when there's no food, you cannot keep walking to go find the next animal to hunt or fruit or vegetable. or So the body learned to turn the epigenetics and rejuvenative processes to protect the muscle so that you keep walking and searching for food, and to cut fat, your reserves, turn it into ketone and feeds the brain because you don't want to faint. If you faint, then mm-hmm. we as a race will be exterminated. Fasting for hundreds of thousands of years on planet Earth has trained our bodies to know what to do, which is if there's no food, I protect the muscle to keep going, and I feed the brain first by chopping down fat into ketones so that I stay up and awake and then keep walking and to survive. So, okay. um, so now a lot of professional athletes, NBA players, football players, they, they do fasting uh, when they want to cut weight fast. Or actually they do it also to balance healthy aging. You know, a lot of athletes, you know, to build up muscle, they consume protein. But we're living, I, I call it, this is the age of the diabetes of protein. We're eating a lot more protein. I mean, the athletes. Yeah. <laughs> the athletes and it's not bioavailable. The, the athletes want to build muscle. But I don't know if people know proteins increase insulin-like growth factor. This is why you mm-hmm. see muscle growth. But insulin-like growth factor is not a selective muscle growth. Every It pushes every cell in the body to grow. So we're aging. It's an aging accelerator. And, um, and there was a great paper published uh, three months ago, a meta-analysis on what is the ideal IGF dose that you should have in the body to balance long and strong? That's very important because this is why we see the big athletes, uh, the, the bodybuilders who consume a lot of proteins um, and they, we see them dying at early age. You know, Ronnie Coleman passed at 55, all the big giants, they die at early age because they've been accelerating their biological aging process. I noticed that the plant-based athletes that I've seen tend to fare better. And maybe that's because they're not overloading us so much. Yeah, because the sequence of amino acids in the plant-based diet do not spike IGF, the insulin-like growth factor, as much as this, the red meat source. 
Right. And this is why Arnold Schwarzenegger turned into plant-based. I don't know if folks right. saw the game changer on Netflix. A right. lot of the athletes now are turning on plant-based to 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 not over push the aging of their body. And and it's very important because the, the marketing around nutrition, all these companies that want to sell us protein diets, they don't mention it, but they're super accelerating our aging process. So we look right. great on the short term. We look we look old very soon. If you look at the big bodybuilders at age 50, they look like 70. And then they right. die at age 60 and 70. They never last to even 80 or 90 or 100. And this is so important for the public to understand because all of us are being under this impression, oh, I should eat high protein and mm-hmm. steaks and, 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 and supply protein. And you got to balance how much you're pushing your body to age and grow. And mm-hmm. in the short term, you're happy you see muscle growing, but every cell is being pushed to grow versus... And this is why intermittent fasting is important for these guys. They don't want to go on a low-calorie diet because they don't want to lose muscle. And this is where mm-hmm. we recommend that in between eating the proteins, do your intermittent fasting, you then counterbalance, you protect the lean body mass, and you counterbalance uh, the, the acceleration of biological age. And I think fasting plus the healthy nutrition is a beautiful balance between long and strong. And actually, this is what our ancestors did. They didn't eat uh, during the night. They respected 12, 14 hours. And then they go and they eat the meat and they walk and they train. I mean, it wasn't professional training. They were just walking, working, doing <laughs> doing uh, uh, manual labor. But that was the optimal way. We're, we've been, you know, we, um, we don't over-consume protein. They never over-consumed it. They got most of the protein from plant-based sources. And when they were able to hunt, um, they were getting some some red meat. And that's that's the harmony that our body lived under, and we should go back to it. Love it. Love it. Um, can you explain the fasting mimicking diet for those who have no idea what that is and then um, how Prolon works? So I'm the CEO of this the company called L Nutra, L for longevity dash Nutra Nutrition. So we believe that food is the only product we consume every day since the day we're born to the day we die. So it must have the biggest impact on longevity and healthy aging. So our company, Longevity Through Nutrition, L-Nutra, focuses on putting heavy, heavy science, cutting-edge science behind food so that we present food that can contribute to the longevity lifestyle of people. And our founder, Professor Walter Longo, who leads the Longevity Institute at University of Southern California, he studied fasting you know, for the last 20 years. And, and discovered what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, which is if you go beyond two or three days, you're engaging a cellular rejuvenation process. And that's very important for healthy aging. Obviously, people, they don't want to go for three or four or five days on water fast. It's, it's number one, it's dangerous. Number two, it's a long, uh, it, it, nobody can comply, not nobody, but there's always a, a one percentage of people that can do it, but most people wouldn't right. do it. So... But seeing the major benefits of it, uh, of doing a longer fast, he then uh, talked to the National Institute of Health. The National Institute of Health is one of the most credible, you know, technology and, and discovery funding agency in the U.S. And they actually gave grants to our company and to University of Southern California to develop the fasting mimicking diet. Mm-hmm. Meaning, can you feed the body? Can you can use can you develop a food formulation that nourishes the body? but keeps the cells in a fasting mode. And that was a big discovery. It took a good 13, 14 years to get there. 
And wow. we were studying every food ingredient. Uh, we have over 77 food ingredients that nourishes the body and do not satisfy the cell. So the cell feels the pressure of fasting. To simplify it, if you want, imagine you are the CEO of a company and you need a million dollars to operate your company. And water fast would be like, I come and I give you zero dollars, right? And you're going to go and try to fix the company fast to survive. This is what the body does. But imagine I give you $500,000 only, right? So you still have the pressure of $500,000 deficit. And I tell you this 500,000, I'm going to earmark it for you just to pay to HR, to human resources, so that you only pay your staff to keep them and to pay for supplies so that next month you still are able to sell at market. So in a very smart and sophisticated way, we designed the ingredients to go and be used for specific purposes, but still do not satisfy the what we call the nutrient sensing pathways on the cell. So the cell radars for food are not satisfied and the cells think they're still fasting, but actually we're feeding the body. You can eat food and it's a five day typically. So you eat our food for five days. We send you a box. It's called Prolon. You mentioned the name, um, mm-hmm. P-R-O-L-O-N. And the Prolon comes to your house and you eat the Prolon food for five days and your body throughout all these five days thinks that you're not eating and therefore goes into losing a lot of weight and all the anabolic, you know, uh, downstream impacts and at the same time you rejuvenate your cells and we believe this is a very powerful intervention for healthy aging yeah it's super cool because i mean as a clinician i'm like that's cool that you could direct people towards this as a, a you know another way to do fasting especially if they feel like i really would like to do a longer term period but i can't handle it i can't handle just drinking water or doing juices yeah. whatever it is well yeah, we have um, we have over 300,000 people now that have done it. And when we surveyed them, wow. 91% say I was able to do the five days, 91%. And so in, wow. in, in the world of nutrition, in the world of nutrition, typically diets have, you know, 20% compliance, 30% compliance. But because it's right. only five days, anyone, almost anyone or 91% of us successfully does it. And the results are amazing and um, and it's spreading pretty fast and in what I'm really proud of is that we gained the respect of the healthcare practitioner as well, um, you know, like yours. And, and now we have over 15,000 few hundreds, you know, clinics in the mm-hmm. U.S. that are mm-hmm. registered with us to recommend Prolon in their clinics. Uh, wow. Most of them are medical doctors. Um, and ma- many are nutritionists, dietitians, health coaches, chiropractors, but... The biggest load, 60%, are medical doctors registered to give Prolon part of the lifestyle medicine that they want to embark on. And and that was my passion, right? I left medicine for that, to go back to medicine and tell medicine we should practice healthcare, we should right. give people products and nutrition and lifestyle that keep them healthier longer rather than, uh, rather than uh, you know, otherwise sick and, and managed long. Wow. Well, thank you for your work. This is really, really amazing. I think it's a really great product. I think it's a very needed um, to help bridge the, bridge the gap for people who, um, who otherwise probably wouldn't even embark on a fast. Um, what other are there any other um, other products that you that you guys sell that you'd like to highlight? 
Yeah. So once once we launched and we launched it some four or five years ago, the prolon uh, fasting mimicking diet, the five days again for rejuvenation. A lot of folks that do intermittent fasting are saying, "Hey, even sixteen hours fast is difficult for me." And can you help with the food? And and so we we launched the fast bar a couple okay. of years ago, and it's growing very very fast. The fast bar is a bar that you eat. It made it's made of the same again patented secret formulation that we have to keep your body in a fasting mode. So when you wake up in the morning, um, you know if you don't want to have your breakfast and you want to do intermittent fasting, you can eat the bar. Um, also, we studied it as a late snack, and uh, at night a lot of us sitting across YouTube or or Netflix, etc. Late at night we still snack. So whenever <laughs> you don't want to snack and 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 you're hungry and you're hungry, you do the fast bar, and your body doesn't know you're eating. So we did randomized clinical trials. All the products that we have, we test them, and then it shows that uh, the fat, if you eat the fast bar or not, the uh, your ketones in the body and your blood glucose would be equal, statistically equal to water fast. And, wow. And that's, that's amazing. It's the first time ever where you're wow. eating something and your body is not recognizing it. Yep. And... Um, and many of the uh, the folks who, who practice the, we talked about the one day fast a week or the two days fast a week, um, mm-hmm. you know, ask us to develop it to help them with fasting with food. So we just launched Reset, Prolon Reset. And mm-hmm. Reset is a full day of food. So it's a box, it's a small box where we send it to you and you have your food for the day. And mm-hmm. the food is designed to keep you in a fasting mode. So you can eat the food for the entire day. And we're talking, you know, a good 890 calories. We're not talking two, 300 calories. We, we mimic right. fasting by nourishment, not by starvation. We include right. your supplements, your minerals, and it's in the form of soups and crackers and olives and bars. So it's, it's a full nutrition and you eat it throughout the day. Um, you know, if you're busy at work or you're a mom at home or, you know, anyway, um, you have your food and you eat it and your body stays in a fasting, in a fasting mode for the day. So I love it's called that. Prolon Reset. You can find it at Prolon Reset. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the three three main products. Again, for the 16-hour, we have FastBar, FastBar.com. Um, for the full day of fast, the ProlonReset.com. And for the rejuvenative, healthy aging, fasting, the Prolon 5 Days. Prolon 5 Days could be done three, four times a year. You don't need to. And, and this is why we have a lot of respect in the community. We don't push people to do our diet all the time. So prolong right. five days, you just do it three to four times a year. You lose some weight and rejuvenate your cells. And um, so just 15, 20 days out of your entire year um, is what we recommend. Um, and the prolong, again, a five-day fasting with food is very powerful in that regard. I, uh, I encourage those who, who can do it or are willing to do it to, to try it. That's awesome. Um, I'd love to try it. I'm one of those. I fast once a week, once a um, once a day. I mean, once uh, one day a week. Usually on Saturdays, actually. So, <laughs> so it might be cool to see what yeah. happens if I use if I use a product to help support yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate yeah. your time, Doctor Anton. Um, For sure, and I I appreciate uh, you reaching out, and hopefully again. We, uh, we helped somebody today uh, change their life or learn something new that can help them and help their loved ones. For sure, for sure. 
So you guys got the websites. I'm going to link them in the show notes. I really appreciate your time. This has been awesome, informative, and I hope you guys check out all of these amazing products. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at The Raw Girl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Imani via Instagram, who says, what is the impact of diet on my skin? Hi, Imani. That's a really great question. As someone who's suffered from acne for a long period, I can tell you that diet can have a huge impact on your skin. We definitely are what we eat. And in order to have clear skin, adequate hydration, whole foods, and an adequate intake of fruits and vegetables can go a long way. There's a few reasons why someone may have acne or problem skin. They may have hormonal issues. They may just have a poor diet, or they could have parasitic infection or compromised gut integrity. If your skin is not in the best shape because of poor diet or hormonal balance, you likely need to reduce or stop the intake of the following types of foods to see progress. Dairy, so yogurt, milk, or cheese. Um, Get rid of eggs, meat, fast foods, soda, coffee, sugary desserts, artificial sweeteners. What you're going to want to include is more vegetables and fruits in your diet. You're going to substitute dairy for the plethora of non-dairy options out there. Go plant-based, or you can stick with an anti-inflammatory diet if you feel like you need animal protein and consume mostly fish and veg. And also ditch all those stimulants, so soda and caffeine, in favor of superfoods or ageless tonics. All of these dietary shifts, including getting an adequate hydration and using the right non-toxic beauty products topically can have a major impact on the quality of your skin. I hope this helps you. All right, y'all, it's time to close out today's show. And I hope you have learned a thing or two about fasting and the many benefits it can bring you. Please remember that when you try to start out fasting, it's important to go at your own pace in order to achieve your desired results and also choose a method that actually suits your lifestyle. If you're new to fasting and you decided to try it as a result of listening to this episode, please let me know. Leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at the raw girl. I hope to hear from you soon. Today, I leave you with a quote from Benjamin Franklin. The best of all medicines is resting and fasting. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com.